On this episode of Beer, Blues, and BS, Kidder and I got a lot to talk about. We're going to be talking about whiskey fungus, of all things. I mean, who knew we'd ever talk about that? We also spent a lot of time on wrestling because there's the whole Wrestling Observer Awards of 2022 to dive into and see if we agree with their picks on that. And uh, somebody here has been having a bad time with some food. Who? You're going to have to wait. You're going to have to find out. But don't worry. You're in a good place. Welcome to the show. It's Howard Blues and V Mark Kidder. Pork all beverage. Enjoy time with friends. The Triple B. Well, the Triple B sucks. Okay? Come on. Whatever, man. This is Beer, Blues, and BS. Online at BeerBluesBS.com. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Beer, Blues, and BS, the podcast where one of the hosts is a menace to food. I'm your host, Howard Blues, here, as always, with my co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, the Mark Kidder. Kidder, how you doing tonight? Well, Howie Blues, Jaco, my brother. I'm better now that we've started this. Hopefully not coming to you from the surface of a potato, but we're here. And you know what? Maybe by the end of the episode, we'll drink enough alcohol to just make it that way. So. I mean, that's just how it goes. How about yourself? Well, uh, <laughs> you know, you know, Kidder, uh, I, I know that the, the catchphrase is I'm supposed to say it's been a week, but it has definitely been a week. Uh, everything from the, the snowstorm in the middle of the week to Kidder, I've had the worst luck with food in the last two days. It, mm, so, it's, so you're the menace. I'm the menace. I oh. will fess up. I'm the menace. I'm the problem. I'm the issue. Hmm. It all started yesterday. Uh, you know, we're so due to the snowstorm. I didn't go to work on Wednesday. I, I, I took my annual leave. I said, screw this. I'm staying home. So I did. And uh, I wasn't the only one. There's a good chunk of our office that didn't come in. And uh, we had a new uh, a new member of our education team starting. And so my supervisor, it was also her birthday. So she brought in a cake. But there was nobody to eat the cake. So on Thursday morning, uh, she gave us the assignment. She's like, you guys all have to eat some cake. Kidder, you know me. I don't I don't eat cake. The uh, the last time I had cake was at my wedding. So I don't I don't do cake um your death oh, yeah i choose death uh so we had a cake break and i i didn't partake but i at least was there i was uh being communicative i was you know being social welcoming our new team member uh and at the end of it i was like okay this has been great i will help out i, I i'm not doing any of the dishes because i didn't eat any of the cake but i can put the cake in the fridge and uh, as I as I open the fridge with one hand and I go to put the cake in the tin and the lid in, the lid pops off, the cake falls, half the cake goes into the fridge and onto the floor, and I got to clean up cake off the floor, get her. Hmm. Uh, 
which was bad because I had made this whole thing as we were, everybody was sitting there like, oh, you're not having cake. I don't eat cake. You know, now I have a reputation. I'm then the guy that hates cake so much. Apparently I ruined cake for everyone. So, hmm. so Sounds about right. Yeah. Kidding. So, so uh, fast forward to tonight, Kidder, uh, as you know, uh, we, we tonight we were celebrating Junior's birthday because we're supposed to have more winter weather coming in and, uh, you know, didn't want to have to try to explain to a three-year-old why nobody could show up for his birthday party. Mm-hmm. You know, so we, we're like, we'll just, we'll move it. And we decided this last minute, we're, we're trying to make it work. So, Kidder, I'm a cooking some pizzas. And uh, I go to take the first pizza out of the oven to do the old bubble check. We're doing the old uh, Papa Murphy's. I have a have a lovely cowboy pizza ready to go. It's been cooking and uh, and such. I go to take it out of the oven, and uh, I don't know what happens, Kidder. I I kid you not. As I go to take it out, it slips right out of my hands. And falls toppings down right on the oven door. There were obscenities issued. Luckily, the kids were up getting like last minute diaper changes and outfit changes. So they were ready for the party. So they did not hear me swearing as I had to like get the crust and the pan back off and then like use a scraper to quickly scrape the pizza toppings, which were already cooking into the door as I went. Just a menace to society, not just a menace to food. I just this is why we can't have nice things. I, I, man, I'm telling you, Kidder, it's it's been a week. Hey, at least those toppings were well done. I, yeah, you know, they were they were they were nicely cooked. I may have snacked on a couple because I was hungry, Hmm. hangry, probably a little bit, a little bit, a little bit annoyed. It's like. Damn it. Luckily, we'd bought enough pizza, so I made the other two pizzas, and we were fine. We still have some leftovers, but I just, I hate to be wasteful. And I wasn't even thinking quickly enough, Kidder, because the the crust was still probably a bit pliable. I probably could have thrown all the toppings back in, folded it over, made a nice calzone. Yeah, would have been good. It would have been excellent, but I didn't. No calzone for you. No calzone for me. Nope. Nope. Just uh shame. And then of course I didn't even get a chance to like toss that in the bin before everybody showed up. So everybody who did make it to the party got to laugh at my failure. Hey, what's that? Don't eat it. What happened? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Luckily my like my dad was was at least the probably actually the most supportive. He's like, you know. You could have spread the toppings back around and served it to us. We wouldn't have known. It's pizza. <laughs> yep. Thanks, Dad. I think inside he was just, the oven. It, it I, didn't fall on the floor. Yeah, I mean, I think he was just happy that I bought good beer. You no. know, for the party. I'm a good beer. I mean, it was just Land Shark. Hmm. You know, so it wasn't anything like super special, but like he's now retired. So, you know, he's on a, a limited income. So, of course, he had to complain to me about the uh, the price of his, you know, hmm. old Milwaukee best going up. You know, his, his hams is now like $30 for a 24 pack. Or, you know, uh-huh. it's 
Media. Maybe you should shop sales and be more selective when when and where he buys. Well, you know, I, I did make a suggestion here. Hot tip for you, kidder. Hot tip. And for anybody listening in the Bismarck Van Ed area, hey, if you remember a couple episodes back, I had that trail mix beer. I've been in two liquor stores this week, kidder. Both of them had 12 packs of that on sale for like $9.98. You got a 12-pack of Shiner Trail Mix. But why? Uh, because you're desperate. I I offered you might it as well way. drink rubbing alcohol at that point. Well, I mean it's it it's not that bad. I mean it it's just kind of weird because it's liquid trail mix. But uh, my dad wasn't a taker for that, so yeah. he did make me yeah. he did make me an interesting offer. He said that if I buy any beer that I like have the one and I can't finish, he will buy the rest of the beer off me for fifty cents a can. Rip off. I, well, I mean, this is my dad, you know, jokes on him. I buy beer one at a time. Such a low baller. Yeah. Just disappointing. Yeah. So I think he was, um, he was extra supportive because he, uh, yeah, he got land shark. Hmm. So he also helped me, um, diagnose a problem I'm having down here in the cave, um, in our one storage room over here, I got tiles that started this winter kind of like bubbling up at the edges. And I, I had it right that there it's a water issue, but I, I've been looking everywhere. Like, where could this come from? And he helped me diagnose a problem with my sump pump. It's running. It's just not collecting fast enough. There's, it, it, there's some repairs I got to do, but that's a project for this weekend. Own a home, they said. It'll be great, they said. Well, I mean, you know, it gives me a cave of wonder. I have this lovely podcast studio. And bubbling tile. And bubbling. A water feature. Yeah. You know, it's, mm. uh, you know, it could be worse. Could be worse. So. Yeah, it could be a water feature dripping down behind you on top of that uh, nice setup you got behind you. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Dribble, dribble. Yeah, everybody. Of, well, yeah. I, I was just going to say, yeah, the lovely teepee that everybody keeps hoping like that i pop out of so mm. I, I think that was uh mr clinton q Dannon's like most disappointing thing about being on episode 100 i didn't do anything with the teepee yeah but we got that nice nft out of them we we did i it already made use of it. it it showed up in the thumbnail i don't know if you uh you, you noticed uh, that i sure did 100 percent noticed it mm-hmm Mm-hmm. I'm thirsty. Yeah, I, 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 we should get to what's on tap. Would you like to go first, sir? Since uh, I've been I've been oh. making you wait with <clears throat> all of my rantings and ratings. Um, yeah, I, I suppose. Uh, I will say, as we do our what's on tap in episode one zero two, the one after one hundred one. You can get this great merchandise at beerbluesbs.com. Click on merch and learn how to make the proper old fashioned, the kidder approved old fashioned. In fact, yes, all of the ingredients are on there. And uh, in fact, a, a, a friend of the show, Kiki, who many people know around the area, I had to set straight about an old fashioned. Because Papa Hefe 
ordered an old fashioned when we met up earlier this week. Not a Kidder approved old fashioned. Okay. In fact, very disappointing. But if you want to know how, you can get one of these amazing pint glasses with the recipe on there. So you can just build it in here, even though it should be in a highball glass. But, you know, I would like an old fashioned this size anyway. <laughs> a pint old fashioned. I will take one of those. Or perhaps I'll take a water. Yes. With hops and grain. My classy mug on the side of a mug. That's not quite a mug. It's a pint glass. But you can get a, my mug on a mug. And the Triple B logo on the back. BeerBluesBS.com. Please click merch. And if you just want a regular uh, version, you can get this. The classic logo. BeerBluesBS.com. Right there on the website. Low, low price. Uh, we're making you know sense on the dollar. So don't blame us for the prices. Just please help us. Sharing is caring. Don't forget. So now that we've done a cheap plug for the merch, perfect place to remind you to smash that sub button, click the thumbs up, like, share, subscribe, help us out. And look, I'm getting a beer there, except it wasn't a beer. Yes, it was blackened whiskey. Blackened. So I do have to dig into the triple B beer fridge. Now, Howard, <clears throat> several episodes ago, and by several, I mean, I don't know, five to ten. Uh, I mentioned an amazing uh, opportunity that I was able to take part in, and that was whiskey and gin tasting. You may remember Thomas Moriarty's over in Mandan. Nice shout out to them for hosting. I was out, as you recall, in the previous couple episodes, running low on the supply. So I went hunting at the liquor stores, made sure that, uh, you know, I had enough room in the cart and in my wallet. Uh, not so much in the wallet, but <laughs> filled up the cart anyway. So I happened to be strolling the hallways and the aisleways and came across this. Yes, it is. Live in living color, the Glendalock Pot Still Irish Whiskey. This is one of the Glendalock flavors that I tasted at uh, the tasting there. And this is the version that is first matured in the American Oak X Bourbon Cask and then matured in the Irish Oak Cask from the Wicklow Mountains surrounding the glendalock distillery and on the back very beautiful case by the way and the gold uh, label on the top or gold cap on the top but on the back it has the whole story of the uh, whiskey which is very cool to learn a little bit uh, on the side and you know what happens with it so very cool this is 43 percent alcohol by volume and it's a uh, 750 milliliter in this guy i uh, have not even opened it yet to see the bottle itself i mean this this packaging is just very nice it's uh like an oak tree so that's kind of nice so we'll just drop that back into 
the, the, the fridge there for another day. Also, I may have mentioned this uh, on the episode, but I came across and was very surprised that I found this also in the aisle next to it. Yes, the Bareface. This is another tasty whiskey. It is a Canadian whiskey Canadian. Elementally aged triple oak. And it is a seven-year whiskey, 42.5% alcohol by volume. This is a 750 product of Canada. I mentioned this uh, before. Had an old-fashioned with this. Very tasty. And I do have to say that uh, I was happy that I came across this in the store as well because, uh, like I said, very tasty. Uh, On top of that, at barefacewhiskey.com and it's Canadian whiskey so there's no EY it's just barefacewhiskey.com as you can see if you're watching the video version uh, they elementally age these as they say that means they put them in shipping containers outside they just make sure they don't freeze basically but the elements there in the seasonal changes make each batch slightly different very good when uh, i was able to try it in an old-fashioned so just wanted to share those that uh, i picked up as part of my alcohol pillaging that uh, was going on so let's see how about we get into an actual beer howard i came across something in the store Again, kind of, you know, made myself a little sad because I was going down down this road again. <laughs> and uh, you and I have been down this dusty road <clears throat> a few times already. But um, it's another Shiner product. I came across a multi-pack and there were two of each flavor in this 12 pack so yes i have six of these damn things six shiners to uh, enjoy this is the first it's brewed with native texas dewberries it's unfiltered full flavored 95 calories and only 2.9 grams of carbs even zero sugar from the Spatzel Brewery in Shiner, Texas. It's 12 fluid ounces, 4% alcohol by volume in this can. Made with Ball Corporation aluminium. So there it is. It is a Vice and Easy. And, yeah. Honor of uh, Brother Nico. Texas Dewberries, a drop, oh wait, every drop of Shiner is brewed in Shiner, Texas. How do they have room for all these flavors? I mean, that's so many different flavors. I'm just wondering how they have room for all of all of that, you know? So, uh, Kidder, I actually had this mm-hmm. on episode 74. Mm-hmm. I uh, I'll let you rate it, and then I'll tell you what I said. You smell the berry right off the top. 
along with a hint of hint of hop. Hmm. I have had much worse on this show, including much worse from the Spatzel Brewery. Hmm. I mean, it's a it's a pleasant taste. It's not overly sweet. Yet it's not dull and it's not an IPA. Hmm. It's a solid three out of five. Hmm. Interesting. So, uh, Kidder, I said I had this on the show. My rating on this, and this, I, I guess now that I, I look a little closer, I had the Weiss and Easy Raspberry, so it's the mm. raspberry variant of it. Uh-huh. And uh, my comments were, well, that's just really watery. It's not as bad as a lot of the stuff we've drank on here. And I gave it a two out of five. It's kind of funny. Kind of a similar, it's not the worst thing. Might not be the best thing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, so, well, the, hey, you know, listen, I, the Shiner variety pack, I mean, I, I'm looking forward here to seeing how this all plays out. Be interesting. Mm-hmm. Because I don't know. Obviously, I took them out of the box. I took a picture of the box. I have that. And then I put them into the old uh, uh, refrigerator here. But I don't recall all of the flavors that were included in the pack. Uh, The only one that I'm for sure that was in there was a Shiner Bach. (laughs) Which is, you know, a good old standby. Yeah. Oh, well, I guess that brings it over to me. Yeah. And uh, Kidder, I, I too made a beer run. And uh, I got some tasty, interesting new brews. However, I still have uh, one beer left from the local geek uh, from Idaho. Uh, this is from the Grand Teton Brewery. It is their 208... Uh, session ale. Hmm. It's got 100% Idaho ingredients, uh, 4.7% alcohol by volume, and that's all I got on here. Uh, canned in uh, Victoria, Idaho. So, yeah. Hmm. Um, We will give this a try. I have no idea what to expect. It has a hoppy smell to it. Hmm. It's kind of, uh, it's for, okay, here's how I put this. This is a beer for somebody who wants to dabble in IPAs but doesn't really want to drink an IPA. It's got a pleasant hop flavor. It's not like IPA bitter hops. It, it's, it's like just enough, just enough of the bitter. 
Definitely has a has a uh, citrus aftertaste, kind of an orange or lemon. But otherwise, pretty light, fairly smooth. I I mean, I know usually when you have hops, you wouldn't describe it as smooth, but it's uh, it's not bad. It's it's uh, yeah. I'd, I'd give it a three out of five. I think it's probably one of the better ones I've had out of Idaho. So I'm going to enjoy drinking this. It'll be good. It uh, it will be good. Yeah. Sorry for all of you who were hoping I was drinking something terrible. Don't worry. I'll remedy that soon. In fact, Kidder, um, fun fun story from tonight. I was kind and uh, filled you a cooler. Wound? No, no, I was I, I was kind and I uh, <laughs> filled a cooler full of beverages for my guests, hmm. including uh, putting the good beer in there, so that my dad didn't accidentally pick up something out of my fridge because there's some stuff in there. And I I told him I said I put the good beer in here. I said. We were talking about. It. I go, yeah. I said, I don't want you to have to go out to the uh, the beer fridge because there's stuff in that fridge that'll make you cringe. My wife walked into the conversation at that point, didn't catch that I was talking about the beer fridge. She goes, "There's, I cleaned that fridge today. There's nothing to be cringy over with it." I'm like, talking about the beer fridge, honey. Oh, oh, okay, yeah, right, oh. yeah, mm-hmm. so. Uh, I got some stuff. I can't vacuum. I, I bought you a beer. You bought me a beer. Uh huh. Actually, it was because there was a beer that I was like, ooh, I got to try that on the mm. show. But I can only get it in a four pack. So, Kidder, I bought the local crew a, a beer. So mm. I got one for myself. I got one for you. I got one for the local geek, and I got one for Mr. J.S. Gunslinger as well. Hmm. Well, thank so, you for that. Yeah. So at some point, I'll have to get that to all of you so we can all be on the show and all drink that one together and uh, get, you know, like, like Kidder, I have a feeling that it's going to be one of those where we're going to have to break out the tech that we used on episode 100 to show the multi-cam view because... I think it's going to be good. Did did you like that? The uh, the multicam? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was all right. <laughs> Would have been nice to know about earlier. I know. It, uh, yeah. <laughs> so I did my best to edit it in, in some places, but um, I, I mean, it is what it is. I, I didn't know it existed. So it, uh, it's all right. All right. Be interested to see what the uh, audience thinks of it. Mm-hmm. The whole multicam. Who knows? Maybe, maybe that's the thing, Kidder. That finally we get a bunch of feedback on and it becomes a thing. Like we want more of the multicam. We want to see you guys all, all the time. Catch all the reactions. Yeah, I mean that would be a thing. <clears throat> so if if that's your um, thing that you want, just drop us a comment. Mm-hmm. Let us know. Yep, because we, we want to hear from you. We can't change it if we don't know that you want us to change it. Mm-hmm. It's true. If reading minds were a thing, this show would be much more popular. 
I was going to say, if Freeding Minds was a thing, um, I think we would both be extremely wealthy and, um, <laughs> you know. And we could have somebody else produce our show. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, Kenner, um, in in my usual habit of being super relevant. <clears throat> it's still been a week? Uh, no. Oh. no uh, bringing, bringing, bringing the hard-hitting... Relevant sports news that wasn't like uh, maybe should have been mentioned like two three weeks ago. Terrestrial um, radio sucks. No, uh, uh, we <laughs> Well, yes, yes, it does. Um, you're you're just throwing me up. All I'm trying to do, Kidder, is is say Set we here point. we here at the uh, Triple B uh, want to offer our congratulations to the. Bismarck Legacy Sabres, who were the winners of the uh, West Region High School Hockey Tournament this year. Way to go, Mario Lamaru and company. Good job. Yeah, I mean, the team's second year in existence, and they win that tournament and uh, go into the state tournament, the top seed from the West Region. So, uh, really, we, we should have said that because, I mean, the state tournament kidder was like last week. So, <laughs> yeah, even for this show. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, we're a bit behind. Um, and for those who want to know um, how, and I, I hate to talk about state, uh, Legacy uh, Winning. You're going to do it, huh? I'm I'm gonna do it. Here's here's the very quick rundown of the uh, state tournament. Um, from the west, we had uh, the Legacy Sabers as the number one seed. They would play Fargo Davies, the fourth seed from the east, and it would go to uh, two rounds of overtime before Fargo Davies would pull out the win, two to one. Um, sending legacy to the consolation bracket. Um, it really wasn't a good for the West region at all. Uh, the number two seed Minot would lose two uh, to nothing to West Fargo Cheyenne. Uh, the number three seed Bismarck Century would lose uh, three to two to Fargo South. The number four seed Jamestown would lose to the number one seeded team from the East uh, Grand Forks Red River. Uh, Jamestown would beat Minot to move on. Legacy would lose to Bismarck Century to move on. So they got the Constellation Final between Jamestown and Bismarck Century. On the winner's side, um, you would have Red River, uh, Grand Fork, Grand Forks Red River um, stomping West Fargo Cheyenne 6-3. to three. Uh, Fargo South would beat Fargo Davies 4 nothing. Uh, Fargo South and Red River would play to three periods of overtime uh, before we'd get a winner there, three to two. Uh, your state champions for the 2023 Fargo South, the team that was predicted to uh, more than likely be in that position at the beginning of the season. Uh, so Red River uh, takes second in the third place game. We had uh, West Fargo Cheyenne versus Fargo Davies. 
and in there you would have Cheyenne beat Davies three to one. So Cheyenne takes third, Davies takes fourth. Getting back to that consolation championship between uh, Jamestown and Bismarck Century. So for fifth place, uh, in a score of two to one, your fifth place, and I know. Kidder, you're gonna be excited. Is Bismarck Century taking over the fifth place spot? Way to go, Patriots. Yeah, so uh the sad thing is Legacy wins West Region, but then has kind of a pretty poor uh state tournament showing. So that was a little disappointing to uh see. But hey, congratulations to the Legacy on winning West Region in your second year of existence. Uh, Kidder, I, mm. I, I've been so busy following all of this uh, high school hockey action from, you know, weeks ago. Uh, I've been following it out. How, how the Mavs doing? Well, aside from a barn burner game on Thursday, a seven to five loss against the New Jersey Devils, uh, the Avs have uh, won seven of the past nine games. And in fact, uh, tomorrow they play the matinee game. So there is that afternoon hockey. But <clears throat> one thing that I would love to tote is, and uh, we kind of talked about the different things with. You know, what's important, right? So-and-so played X number games. So-and-so has this many points, this uh, many assists. Well, this one is important, I believe, and that is Miko Rantanen. He is on a tear. And in fact, he is sixth on the list, uh, the fastest 240 goals in franchise history. That includes the previous iteration of the Avalanche, the uh, Quebec Nordiques. Okay. And in fact, he is the only one from the Avalanche in the top uh, seven that are listed on the graphic, courtesy of Altitude TV. Now, the cool thing about it is it took him 58 games to hit his 40th goal of the season. The quickest in Avalanche history happened back in 19, or I should say in franchise history, happened in 1983. You can see on there, Mikel Goulet, 46 games to hit 40 goals. I mean, that's very cool as well. But Miko Rantanen, a fantastic player. He's doing a great job. Love watching him play. Uh, he's scoring goals. He's doing things. He's doing work. And man, you get him, McKinnon, Kale McCarr, and Gabe Landeskog together. I mean, it's, it's just a miracle on ice. Sad news, though. Kale McCarr has been put on the long-term uh, injured reserve list due to uh, concussions. Uh, he got a couple concussions. He was out for a couple games, and then in the very next game that he came back to play, 
another concussion because of an illegal punch to the face that wasn't called. So very disappointing. However, uh, I'm glad that he is, uh, you know, expected to be doing fine. Okay. Other than that, Gabe Landeskog potentially may not return this season. So does that mean the avalanche don't make it the, uh, you know, into the playoffs and a potential Stanley cup run? I don't know. There were a couple trades at trade deadline. They weren't uh, blockbuster trades by any stretch of the imagination. However, uh, the Avalanche group that is playing right now together, I think, are doing pretty well, aside from the barn burner again the other night. Here's the ridiculous thing with that game with New Jersey. At the end of the three periods, with the uh, empty net goal to make it seven to five, because it was six to five, Avs pulled uh, Eustace Anunin and attempted the extra skater, but got the empty net uh, goal instead for the troubles. The shots, and don't quote me because I don't completely remember, but they were both around 28 goals a team. So when you do the math, it was almost... One out of every five shots in the game was a goal. Can we get a little defense? I mean, at least for the Avalanche. I'm okay with the Avs scoring five or six goals on a you know an enemy team. But that many against? Like, come on, guys, guys. In other uh, hockey-related good news, as you see, I'm wearing the Fighting Sioux Nike shiny jersey, as it were, from back in the early 2000s. Tonight, University of North Dakota Fighting Sioux playing University of Nebraska Omaha Uno, as it were. You like Uno, Howard? Not really. Hmm. Well, I have a version of it that is nostalgic to me because uh, we we played it um, when I was a kid and we'd go camping. Um, hmm. But uh, otherwise, no. Hmm. Well, this game in the Ralph Ingolstead Arena in Grand Forks, North Dakota. The University of Nebraska Omaha Mavericks for your University of North Dakota Fighting Sioux five in overtime. Nice. That was kind of a barn burner as well because it, it was three to one Sioux going into the third. Uno tied it up a couple times and then went to OT. And yes, the Fighting Sioux clinched the OT victory. Other scores around the NCHC tonight Western Michigan, 5 nothing over University of uh, Ohio, Miami. 
or Miami of Ohio. You know what I mean? Uh, also, University of Minnesota Duluth over St. Cloud State 4-3. to three. And University of Denver currently in the second period, blanking Colorado College 2-0 at the moment. In the Big Ten, in OT final, University of Michigan, 6. The Wisconsin Badgers, 5. Uh, Northern Michigan beat Bemidji State 7-3. Minnesota State trouncing all over Lake Superior State 6-1. And other scores as well. This scoring update brought to you by insert sponsor here because we don't have one. And if you'd like to be a sponsor of the triple B, go to beerbluesbs.com and contact us. Sort of the shot. <laughs> I mean, I was, I'm trying. I, I'm I, trying. I, I know you're trying. I'm trying to figure out where the hell I lost a trebuchet at. Howard problems. Maybe it was in Austin, Minnesota with the Austin Bruins facing the Bismarck Bobcats. Your final score, Bruins one, your Bismarck Bobcats four. Uh, I don't think it was there, but hey, I found it. Hmm. That was a quick return. Yeah, well. Hmm. It's uh, good. I'll work on that one next. Ah, yes. Is that music to your ears? Ah, well, you know, it's at least nice to be able to find the the kit I'm looking for because uh, I'm working on this trebuchet. I just need to put the wheels on. I'm like, I know I have a second one that I'd like to assemble. So, Hmm. you know. That's that's that that I'm yes, Kidder, uh, you know, squashing your transition that you so beautifully worked in there because I mean, there was that we do on the show. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's all fun and games until the wheels fall off. Yeah, especially these. These got spikes on them, man. That hmm. and changing that tire. No, it just stays there. Just leave it. Somebody else can deal with it. Speaking of changing, Godsmack's new album came out, and here it is, In the Flesh, the brand new album, Lighting Up the Sky, potentially Godsmack's final full-length studio album. Good tracks. There's the track listing on the back with Sully and crew, and you know, why would it actually focus? Because... We can't focus on things. But there's the track listing. Let me put it real close so then it it certainly won't. All right. Track number one, their first single from the album, You and I. The second track, Red, White, and Blue. Number three, Surrender. Actually, Surrender was the first track they released as a single. The second one was You and I. Number four is What About Time? Five, it's called Truth. Six is Hell's Not Dead. Number seven, 
Soul on Fire, the third single off of the brand new album. Eight, Let's Go! Nine, Best of Times. Ten, probably what's happening to you as I describe this, Growing Old. And number 11, Lighting Up the Sky, the title track to the brand new album. I do like the blue. I like the planet with the Godsmack logo on it. Uh, Very nice. Uh, track there and no i haven't actually opened her up yet also this week brand new metallica from the new album 72 seasons released it's called if darkness had a child making it their third single released from the brand new album hitting store shelves next month in april looking forward to it gonna jam out to it rock out to it with the summer and then enjoy some phoenix rock and roll metallica style coming up in september so uh kidder um the first i i could have sworn that uh you're when when I saw new music on here, I was going to talk about the Metallica thing first. So, yep, so I have to can. swerve you. You know, you can't expect to get everything you want. <laughs> uh, second, um, who's the uh, who's the bass player for Metallica? Robert Trio. Oh, you, you sure it's not Jason Momoa? I mean, very close cousin. Yes. Okay. Very close. Yep. Or, or, was, or is it Roman Reigns? No. Those three, those three all look so similar. I get them mixed up. You're right, but it can't be Roman Reigns because Robert Trio actually moves faster than molasses in Canada in January. Yeah. Um, no, I saw an interview with Jason Momoa where the interviewer was comparing him to both Roman Reigns and the, the bassist of uh, Metallica. Um. So that, that's, I mean, that's just what, rude. Uh, Jason Momoa was actually pretty good about it, you know. He, mm. uh, but Jason Momoa, like, he just seems like one of those just so down to earth kind of guys that it's just like, you know, he's just going to go with anything in that case. Mm. But um, hey, since I brought up Roman Reigns, <clears throat> Kidder, yeah, uh, the, the Wrestling Observer. Uh, put out their 2023 or their 2022 uh, wrestling awards. Uh, I'm gonna hate it already. Go for uh, it. So, so let me let me go through these. I gotta. I had to grab a screen capture of this. So let me uh, blow it up so my old eyes can see here. <clears throat> what? Let's uh, let, let's maybe start at the bottom and uh, work our way up to the more exciting awards and what is like top 10 uh no there's just a lot of awards and it's like they the person i grabbed this from they're like let's start off with wrestler of the year it's like well let's build to that you know let's get up to that so we're gonna go down the bottom of the list work our way up uh the documentary of the year was tales from the territories uh it was made by the same guys i believe or at least in the same vain as uh dark side of the ring 
So if you enjoyed the Dark Side of the Ring documentary series, uh, you would enjoy Tales um, from the Territories. I haven't watched any of it yet, but it's on my list to check out because I... Tales from the Crypt. Uh, The most disgusting promotional tactic of the year. What? Do you want to take a guess on this one, Kidder? This show. No. Oh. No. All right. Uh, it was Vince McMahon appears after sexual misconduct allegations. That'll happen. Yeah. If you recall, when the, the allegations first started becoming public, he actually made an appearance. I think it was like on both Raw and SmackDown. Just to yep. kind of be like, welcome to the show. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Uh, best on interviews. Do you want to take a guess? There have been some good interviews. So, Cody Rhodes. Good, good guess. Uh, this guy actually uh, used to be an ally of Cody Rhodes. Uh, it's MJF hmm. takes home the award for best interviews. Uh, promoter of the year. Tony Khan. You'd be correct, sir. Tony Khan. Uh, Booker of the year. (laughs) Booker T. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Unfortunately, no. I jest. Uh, I I obviously know what a Booker is, but I mean, Booker T should win the Booker of the year, right? I mean, he does have the best catchphrase with the whole, you know, shucky, shucky, quack, quack, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. The shucka ducka quack quack moment of the night. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, the uh, the Booker of the Year was also Tony Khan. So, mm. pulling down horse. Um, announcer of the Year. Excalibur. Uh, no, although, I mean, right up there with her. Uh, Kevin Kelly was the got announcer of the year. And uh, this brings us to worst announcer of the year. Man, I want to say Michael Cole, but it's not. Um, it's not Corey, Michael Cole. It's not Corey Graves either. What? Oh, you sure? Oh, well, we'll go for it then. Corey Graves. Hey, way to go, kidder. It wow. Is Corey Graves gets Great. the worst announcer of the year. I I can agree with that. It's, it's interesting that Pat McAfee didn't uh, edge him out, but he hasn't been on for like half the year because he was doing ESPN game day. You know, I, I think that's because there's a lot of people who actually like Pat McAfee. I mean, he's not quite as polished as like Amaro Ronaldo, but at now least he, there's an announcer. Yeah. But, but at least I will give Pat McAfee. He brings energy. He brings excitement and he's different. I'll give him that. All right. Yeah. You know, he's not everybody's cup of tea. I can, you know, so I, I, I totally understand that not everybody likes him, but I at least give it as he's somebody different and and he brings an energy and it's not just the same old, same old. So I'll give him that credit. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, Move of the year. This would be a hard one for you to guess. 
uh when uh raw went back to two hours oh that hasn't happened yet um <laughs> I, I would have voted for that one um it's uh it's gonna end up being will osprey's hidden blade is the uh, move of the year best major show of the year ah aw all out even though what happened uh, was backstage and nobody saw it during the show. Uh, you know, it, uh, it could have been a good one. Uh, this one, I think, might have been more of a sleeper pick. Uh, and, and I say it's, you know, this is from the Wrestling Observer. They're a, uh, you know, they they follow all of the wrestling. And because they follow all of the wrestling, they would probably be the ones most excited for this. And this is AEW's The Forbidden Door. Uh, and it, it's because they know the, the guys from New Japan. Mm-hmm. They know the guys from AEW. And if you follow both promotions, then yeah, this is like a super show. Right. But if, if you don't follow New Japan, then it's like, who? For some of these guys? Mm-hmm. So that was the best. Uh, we have the worst major show. So which WWE premium live event do I choose? Which, because it can't be all of them. And I'm guessing because, uh, well, that's 2023 for Elimination Chamber, so it can't be that one. Was it money in the bank? No. Oh, man. Uh, no, Kidder, it uh, it was not. It uh, happens to be my favorite pay-per-view of the year. Payback. Uh, the Royal Rumble. What? So the ro- yep, the Royal Rumble 2022 was deemed the worst. How? I mean, it was bad. Like, I didn't like it, but... There were other pay-per-views that were worse. I I tend to agree with you, Kidder. I I, I tend to agree with you. I, I don't know how this was the worst major show. You know, you you had you know uh, I'm trying to think back to some of the stuff we've reviewed. I mean, things like day one you know, wasn't that great. Yeah, we've had. Yeah, that was that was dumb. I wait. If I'm not even saying, wasn't 2022 the year that we had like the Extreme Rules pay per view that had no Extreme Rules? Was that 21? I mean, they all I, blend together. Yeah, I mean it's uh, that, but yeah, that's what they uh, that's what they voted. So, best weekly show of the year. Uh, um, um, NWA power. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, they uh, they weren't active most of the year. Um, no. to such, but uh, no, the uh, the best weekly show of the year was AEW Dynamite. Wow. Yep. Which brings us to the worst weekly show of the year. Smackdown. Close. You should have gone for the three hour one. Oh, 
I mean, Raw was pretty bad too. Yeah, but but when you're fa- when you're fighting for the basement, you're both in the basement. So yeah, mm. and I'm gonna just say I have a feeling that it's because they liked the bloodline storyline a bit more than you did. Was probably why they went SmackDown over Raw. Mm-hmm. So it's so boring. It's I mean it, there are interesting parts, but. Uh, like now it's actually getting interesting but when you have the whole group i'm just bored takes 10 minutes to come out to the ring 10 minutes to actually talk and then i've fallen asleep by the time they actually start making the promo (laughs) Uh, i think it's been carried a lot by sammy zane yes yes the the uc movement as character. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this brings us to most overrated wrestler of the year. I would say it's it's a multi-way tie. You're going to love this. And it's going to be kind of left field, but not if you've been paying attention to what I complain about. It is a multi-way tie between... I'll just group them as the elite and Roman Reigns. <laughs> so it's like a five-way tie and change because of all the other people who are associated with the elite. So uh, I, I hate to break your, your your bubble, but it was none of them. It uh, the most overrated wrestler of the Ronda year, Ronda Rousey, was Ronda Rousey. Wow! <laughs> Bam! yeah uh he's apparently also injured now yeah her arm is messed up or something that's new as of this week the uh most underrated wrestler of the year action and dready oh wait yes he was here in 22 I forgot how far into 23 we are. <laughs> uh, no, and uh, I, I hate to tell you, this is a New Japan one, so I didn't expect you to get it. Um, no. But I'm going to probably butcher the name. Uh, Konosuke Takashida. I know I have Takashida right. Oh. I, I Konosuke probably... Takashida. Thank you. Thank you. He's on AEW. Ah, okay. He signed with them. That's right. He did. Um, but yeah, I. I, Kaneshke, I Tishiki, Tishika. Taka, Takashita. I think it's I think it's Takeshita though, or something. Hey, do you know the correct answer? Tell us in the comments down below. Excalibur, where are you to say the name? Because. <laughs> I'm not drunk enough to slur my speech to make it sound like I'm correct. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Sorry. Most improved wrestler of the year. And Kidder, I will give you a hint. It is a tag team. Gosh. Otis and Chad Gable. No, Kidder. No. Oh. That's... uh... It's the acclaimed. Mm. The acclaimed to pick up 
most improved wrestler of the year. I mean, that's good. I mean, everybody loves the acclaimed. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Worst gimmick of the year. Where do I start? <laughs> Man, uh, Bray, Bray Wyatt's gimmick is getting in there to me because it's got stupid. It, it's just dumb now. I was I was very excited when he came back and he's mysterious and this and that and like yeah, we're bringing the Wyatt Six or whatever the hell all the rumors were and hey maybe it's a return to the Wyatt family and doom doom boom 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 you know bringing in the cult and real interesting things and now it's like we're making a gimmicky workout video and it's the Firefly Funhouse again I'm like stop stop the crap. Get her out of here. <sighs> so, uh, well, I'll agree with you on that. Um, this is actually a group picking up the worst gimmick of the year. And uh, I'll give you one more hint. Can I buy a vowel? <laughs> uh, I'll give you one more hint. They're so bad uh, that one of the members has already left and has changed his name back to his original gimmick. The maximum male models. There you go. I knew that him was a bit too much, yeah. but yes. <laughs> yeah. It's over the top, like Marseille. All right. We did the worst gimmick. Gimmick of the year. The acclaimed. It is not the acclaimed. Well, that's just wrong. <laughs> they probably went with the bloodline because they're up Roma Reign's ass. Uh, it's up. It's a member of the bloodline. And we were just talking about him. Uh, it is the guy who is probably, in your opinion, carried the bloodline. It is Sami Zayn, the honorary Oose. Sure. See, with that, I don't quite see it as a gimmick, though. And so I think they got that one wrong because, you know, like the gimmick to me is more of the group, right? Because, yes, a wrestler needs a gimmick, but what most of the wrestlers fall for right now is they're all the same wrestler with different trunks. And it's very boring to tell us, you know, any storyline. But uh, Sami Zayn has had an interesting journey. I would almost say that it wasn't interesting to that degree in 22 but once it turned into 23 then it has really become an interesting gimmick and feud with roman reigns right uh, that's what i would go and so as an overall gimmick i i, I stick with my uh, assumption that it should have been the acclaimed Uh, the high flyer of the year. I'm not gonna ask. I, I, it's not. It's uh, El Higo del Vikingo from. I don't know. Okay, I've never heard him. Uh, which is why I didn't okay. think you would guess him. <laughs> it's like I don't even know who this is. Okay. Um, <laughs> but 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 hey, good good for you. Good for you. 
technical wrestler of the year. Wheeler Yuta. Good guess. Good guess, but uh, I'm going to have to say no, Kidder. Well, he's the pure champion, the pure wrestling champion. No. 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 Well, fine. Your hero can have it. Yes. Yes. Yes, he can. Uh, Brian Danielson picks up technical wrestler of the year. A feud. The right team. You did pick the right team. You you were in the ballpark. A feud of the year. CM Punk and MJF. I. That was a good one. But it does not beat out FTR versus the Briscoes. Yeah, but I didn't see it, so it it doesn't count. All right. And I mean, had it had it happened, uh, you know, on a, a normally televised show, because uh, I don't watch Ring of Honor, I don't have time for that. I, I'm sure it's great to see Ring of Honor people floating through AEW because you know they own the company, but I just didn't see it. And on top of it, haven't even seen FTR since the match. And of course, may Jay Briscoe rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, so that was the uh, feud of the year, which brings us to worst feud of the year. Where do I begin? <laughs> hmm. Anything involving Omas that uh, he's terrible. <laughs> he. Uh, <clears throat> He uh, is terrible. Uh, however, they decide to go with The Miz versus Dexter Loomis. You know, I have to disagree with that because at least it was funny and kind of creepy, but somewhat funny because when they were in Philadelphia, they got Gritty involved. And Gritty beat up the Miz. And then I got to, you know, pat the Miz on the back for having tiny balls. As I said, I think that they, uh, I'm going to guess that they got this because I, I know I've listened to a little bit of the Wrestling Observer. I think that their big thing was that the, the final payoff between The Miz and Dexter Loomis was just, that's where it fell flat. Like It wasn't yeah. the stalking stuff. It was like, okay, they're finally going to have a match. And it was, it was just a match. It was done. It's like all that buildup for a match. I think that's why it probably ended up on the list. So. You just made the list! Uh, all right. Here we go. <clears throat> match of the year. Oh, man. Well, uh, Sheamus and Gunter. 
very good match. Very good match. However, uh, they went from New Japan Wrestling uh, Kazuchika Okada versus Will Ospreay at the G1 Climax. That's what they. Uh, that's what they went with. I. I I'm sure it was good. The uh, usually the the final of the G1 is it's 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 a big match. You know. It. I'll put it this way, Kinder. I, I know New Japan not necessarily your thing. Um, New Japan would uh, their whole G one tournament is what King of the Ring should be, like just the quality of it. Mm-hmm. it, it they really. It's a big friggin' deal, um, and it's they really do. At the end, they crown their best wrestler in the company period it's um yeah it's intense too it's like they do the whole tournament and it's like over the course of a month and it's it is just constant so anyway uh this brings us to the worst match of the year too bad the mountain dew pitch black match didn't happen in 22 Gosh, what? there were some there were some awful matches. Uh probably the women's Royal Rumble match. Mm. I will give you a hint, kidder. Mm. This match happened at WrestleMania. It's really hard to say because, you know, that was 2 days and it was almost a year ago. So <clears throat> I've already moved on in my life. Yeah, well, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry to bring this match back up because it's it's gonna have you going, oh ow, pain. Yes, that was terrible because it was the Pat Vince McAfee McMahon match. Pat McAfee versus Vince McMahon at mm. WrestleMania. Mm. Yeah. Oof. All right. Best non wrestler of the year like celebrity guest is that what this crap is why are we giving an award why are we encouraging this behavior uh this this isn't celebrity it well it could be a celebrity uh but to think more along the lines of like manager valet mouthpiece general Mm. manager i will go with the wise man paul Heyman. And that would be correct. Paul Heyman picking up best non-wrestler of the year. Okay. Rookie of the year. Action and ready. Uh, no, no. no. Uh, Willow will... Nightingale. No, no. Uh, it's from NXT. No. And that uh, it'll be Braun Breaker. Okay. Yeah. It's kind of unfair because, you know, he had training as he grew up in life, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, most outstanding wrestler of the year. Let's see. Who's, who stood outside the most? Um, <laughs> <sighs> what? It's just. <laughs> Drew McIntyre. I, I saw that he 
he and the Miz got into it in the or was it? Yeah, I think it was the Miz. I don't know. He hit somebody in the parking lot. I don't know. Uh. <laughs> it was it was a terrible segment. That should have been the worst gimmick, worst segment of the, the year. Worst. Unfortunately, they don't have a worst segment of the year. But uh, that, that gonna, yeah, because uh, there's too many nominations. That's why. Yeah. Uh, the most outstanding wrestler of the year was Will Ospreay. Uh, who has been mentioned several times on this list. I wonder who he paid off. Uh, you know, Will Ospreay, again, he's New Japan. He has had a hell of a year. Uh, women's MVP of the year. Let's see. Probably Bianca Belair. And it's not. It's, wow. uh, I'm going to get this wrong. Suri? Sorry? S-Y-U-R-I. Sorry. I, sorry, I, if I'm wishing that. I don't know this individual. I've never heard it pronounced, so. Try my best. Uh, tag Team of the Year. Uh, <laughs> Declaimed. No, FTR. No, Briscoe's. <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> what? I'll tell you this, Kidder. One of those is correct. <laughs> so perfect. I got it right. Let's move on. <laughs> uh, it is FTR, the guys who held almost all the titles this year. Uh, yeah, makes sense. They deserve it. All right, Kidder. Last one. Wrestler of the year. They probably made it Roman Reigns. No. They no, not. it's not Roman Reigns. Hmm. He's associated with Roman Reigns. Uh, Sami Zayn. No. Solo Sokoa. No. He's part of a different brand or a different promotion now, I should say. John Moxley. There you go. John Moxley picking up wrestler of the year. Mm. Not yeah. bad. Good for yeah. him. Mox had a hell of a promo this week on on Dynamite. It was after the match. Uh, he got attacked by by uh, Adam Page, and Adam Page put uh, the barbed wire around his fist and then started punching the crap out of Mox. The promo was was gold because mox was profusely bleeding from his skull and just just down you couldn't even see his eye it was just bleeding all down and and they even panned down as the blood is dripping and there is pooling on the ground of all of the blood looks like uh revolution is uh, going to be a great show on sunday yeah yeah, no, I, I I, mean, great for Mox. Uh, he has had a hell of a year. Uh, the only criticism I have even seen of him throughout the course of this year is a little too much of the bleeding. You know, it's he, pretty much every match. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's that. But so that's like the only real criticism is that, you know, you could you could save that and and not, you know, break it out all the time, but save it for the special stuff and i i could see that you know if if you bleed every match it kind of becomes less 
Shocking. Yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of like if you go back to, you know, old school WWE, when they would allow bleeding, you know, you didn't see that like on the weekly show, you know, it it was, it was at the pay-per-view nine times out of 10, where you would see, you'd see some blood. Mm -hmm. Um, But because they did it that way, you know, and again, it helped make the pay-per-view seem special and not so, you know, like, oh, it's a regular Monday Night Raw. So, but there we go. That was the 2022 Wrestling Observer Awards. Overall, I I mean, I, I don't disagree with too many of them. I, you know, I, I, I thought they were pretty good, pretty spot on for the most part. I apparently disagreed with more. Yeah, but, you know, you had like, you. You had, yeah, as reasons. I was going to say, like, even the things that you pointed out or like called out or said, like, I, it should be this. I, I would almost guess, you know, this is, we're just seeing the winners. We're not seeing all the nominees and, you know, all of the votes. I'd almost guess that some of these people that you had thrown out in there are, were on that list and were up and nominated for these awards. So. Well, they're on our nomination list. And to add to that, who would you nominate for any of those categories? Or who would you choose? Drop us a comment. Like and share. Thanks. <laughs> uh, Kidder, I, I see, thanks to our um, handy dandy run sheet, uh, we have some more wrestling news. Yeah. You want to hit it hard? Let's hit it hard and fast. Okay, let's let's go home. <clears throat> Wait, we are home. So, you know, it's never good to illegally carry weapons. I mean, I have to sneak these bad boys in everywhere I go. But, yeah, you're welcome for that. Uh, no, no, no trebuchets. No. Plus that thing, you got spiky wheels. You try and put that in your pocket, man. You pull it out and you're just going to tear things that shouldn't be torn. So I'm going to help you help yourself. Just just leave it at home or, or leave it in the car. Um, first of all, interesting situation in in the fact that this goes back to 2020. As we have talked about before, WWE superstar, as she's known, Sonya Deville. Her real name is Daria uh, Baronado. She had a stalker, if you may remember. Now, because of that, she obtained a concealed carry permit through Florida. In fact, as part of it, a judge in Florida helped to expedite that permit. So then she had a firearm to be able to protect herself before that whole situation was resolved and her stalker was put behind bars. So fast forward to last month. She was in New Jersey. It's a joy thing. Now her Concealed carry permit in Florida does not have reciprocity, apparently, with New Jersey. 
on this fateful night of February 19th. Apparently, she and her now fiance were out celebrating. The firearm was located in their vehicle. Well, it was being valeted. Now, I don't know why a valet was searching through the car or how that happened, etc., etc., but she was ultimately arrested in New Jersey. So, following up on that, again, she's been charged with one count of unlawful weapon possession, handgun without a permit. Again, even though she has a permit in Florida, it doesn't have reciprocity with New Jersey, apparently. So she's in the process of trying to get it thrown out. She's doing court this month. Uh, top of that, uh, WWE has indicated apparently that uh, she has no heat and she just wanted to protect herself against uh, you know, the stalker and that sort of thing. So, I don't know. She has not been on television since February 10th. Uh, your thoughts on illegally carrying a weapon? Uh, you know, this is a tough one. Um, I totally understand the desire to, you know, protect oneself and to arm oneself and all of that, but... At the same time, uh, if you are traveling into a different state, uh, good to know the rules and all of that. It is kind of sad that it's because somebody was possibly snooping around in her vehicle that this was found. Hopefully, here's my hope. Hopefully, it just gets resolved and it isn't a bigger issue than it really is. You know, it's just a... Yeah. I'm hoping it works out. This just sounds a little, a little stupid in my, my book. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Kind of bizarre. Uh, Otherwise, let's see. I mentioned earlier, as you're talking about the lists of stupid gimmicks and segments and things like that, there was a terrible segment on Monday night. Raw where Bobby Lashley was being called out by Bray Wyatt in a terrible workout video that they've put Bray Wyatt uh, in odd costumes and workout gear and then photoshopped and used video clips of Bobby Lashley in it with a stupid song. Like, what are they doing? Like, this is just dumb. The backstage news is also that... Uh, because if you remember, maybe not, it's okay, but basically Bray Wyatt had a promo that said the winner of Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar had better watch out. Essentially. So it could have gone to either person with a feud at WrestleMania. Allegedly, the backstage sources claim that Brock Lesnar saw 
the potential feud and the storyline and how stupid it was and went, nah, man, I'm going to work with Omos. I'll, I'll take that one. As dumb as that is. Again, allegedly, because, you know, it's rumors through a news source that's a rumored news source and you know, et cetera, et cetera. Speaking, oh, unless you had thoughts on that. Uh, I mean, I can understand not wanting to work with Bray after the Mountain Dew pitch black match and just the stuff they've done with him as of late. I mean, it just, I could, I could understand somebody being like, nope. I, uh, I'm not going to do this. And especially cause I'd almost guess like, you know, I would almost guess that they would have it that Bray beats Brock. Yeah. And we don't need that. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that's guessing. Yeah. Purely speculation folks. Also, a bit of speculation for you, Howard Blues. Lesnar is finishing his wrestling run. And WrestleMania may be his last appearance, uh, at least as a part-time wrestler and wrestling in general. Um, I can see it. I mean, what does Brock really have left to do in the WWE? He's he's done it all. He's been the champion. Um, they're not going to make him champion for a while. You know, they're running with Roman still, and you know they might have Cody beat Roman and and change that. But I don't see them putting the belt back on Brock anytime real soon. And so, if you're Brock. It just it doesn't work when he's not in the title picture. Look at look at this feud with Lashley. It hasn't been good, and it hasn't been good because it's Brock. You expect him to be in the title picture, so I, I, I can see it. If, if they're not going to keep him in that top spot, yeah, go away for a while. Let it get cold. Maybe make an appearance every now and then, but yeah, I can see it. I do have to say as a rebuttal to your comment there that the Lesnar and uh, Lashley feud has been more interesting than Bray Wyatt's storylines in the past two months. Uh, that's I, I will. I, I, I can see that, you know, Bray is one of those things you have to do stuff the right way. And when all it is is promos and, hey, here's the Firefox, you know, Firefly Funhouse again, and just constant promos and nothing builds, nothing happens. Yeah. I mean, and I like Bray Wyatt, you know, but you can't make him a, a villain doing interesting thing. You know, like if you go back to, to cult leader Bray, you know, when he showed up, it would, you know, it's like, oh, man, there goes my day. I'm going to have to deal with this psychopath. 
you know, and he would show up. He would interfere in your matches. He would, you know, make it you miserable until you finally had to deal with him in the Wyatt family. Mm -hmm. And we don't see that now. It's just, you know, it's the worst parts of the things that they ever did with Bray. It's the, oh, we're just going to have him talk. Oh, we're just going to have him, you know, do these constant segments. You know, you need that. You need to have interesting matches when you finally get him on the, you know, to have a match. It's got to be a good match. It's, yeah, I I would say they have they have kind of bungled this return of Bray Wyatt. You know, I'd I don't know way more than kind of. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, you know, I, I watched an interview with him and I I would make the argument because he said in there that, you know, we're never going to get cult leader Bray back because as he put it, how do I do that without Brody? You know, he was sure. my brother. I, it feels wrong to do that gimmick without him. Um, he also said that he he won't ever do the fiend again. He said that that gimmick died, you know, at WrestleMania. Perfect. How, how it was treated and, and all of that, which I'm sad for, um, because the fiend could have been awesome i liked the look of the fiend like just the the overall look and appearance i loved it especially juxtaposed versus the mr rogers bray wyatt they just booked it stupid you know I, they botched that one terribly so i you you took two of the things that he got over and got rid of them. And now you're introducing his uncle Howdy. You don't know what's going on. And it's just, it's not even intriguing or mysterious. You know, it's just, yeah. Mm -hmm. It's, you want to know what it reminds me of? When, you know, you'll, you'll get a kick out of this kidder. The, the shock you know? master. No, no. Uh, <laughs> It reminds me of the later runs of Stephen Moffat's Doctor Who. Hmm. It, it's he's blown the already really good, well-crafted stories of the first two seasons that he's ran. And now it's, hey, we're dinosaurs on a spaceship. Ah. You know, it, it, it's that it's mm -hmm. I created these two very creative, unique characters that people were just dying to see more of uh now i gotta create new characters uh uncle howdy and I, I mean i heard bray talk about it on his podcast on this podcast interview you know like oh there's a lot of backstory to uncle howdy and there's there's more to it and all of that i think if we knew that it maybe would make it interesting and make it more sense but it right now it's not even really an intriguing mystery it's just kind of well that's something uh, it's uh, so anyway that's enough of me ranting about Bray Wyatt um, <clears throat> continue, continue with your news good good sir 
I was just enjoying that because I'm glad that you're amped up about it too. Well, I, I, I like Bray Wyatt. I like the character. I liked the stuff that he did. I, he was, he's always been different. He's always been interesting, you know? And I, I like that. It's, it's to me, his stuff was the best stuff. Even the ranting, raving stuff. I just never have felt like they've done him. They've never given him great justice with how they booked him. And it, that part kind of bugs me. So. No justice for all. All right. Uh, speaking of justice, let's uh, t- try and wrap this sort of thing up. Uh, King of the Ring. We sort of talked about it earlier of what King of the Ring should be. Well, allegedly, this upcoming King of the Ring will be held in Saudi Arabia. So instead of taking the chamber overseas, they're now taking the crowns overseas. Which, insert your own jokes about the royalty or the blood money or the oil or insert a bunch of different things. However you choose. It's like multiple choice for you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Enough said. Uh, Wrapping up the WWE discussion. We will have insider information about WWE and potential outcomes at or post WrestleMania as WWE live stops in Fargo the week before WrestleMania. And yes, we have content coming to us from the show. So we will discuss that in a tease coming up very soon hmm. any other AE or uh, WWE content you want to talk about before we switch to AEW uh, no no I'm, I have not followed any of the news so okay. this, this is all news to me very enlightened I see because you have the lights behind you thank you uh, alright so as we talk about AEW Revolution, as mentioned before, coming up Sunday night, and we may or may not have that uh, special edition for you just because the damn show probably won't be done until sometime after 11 o'clock central. And man, we're old and we we got jobs. So and kids. <laughs> I don't know for, you know, it's just one of those things. Do we stay up an extra hour and speed review it or not? I, I mean, it looks like it'll be a great show, I, including the headliner, the main event. Sorry, the main event is MJF and Brian Danielson in a 60 minute Iron Man match. For the Triple B, the AEW World Championship. Uh, also, Texas Deathmatch with Mox and Hangman Page. 
So they're doing that again, and I'm sure it's going to be blood running everywhere. They're going to have to change the mat. <laughs> It'll be bad. <clears throat> so, I don't know. Anyway, that's coming up Sunday. This past week, some good storyline movement. Uh, also, a triple threat match for the AEW World Women's Championship. Soraya, Ruby Soho, and the uh, AEW Women's World Champion, Jamie Hayter. Probably with Britt Baker, but Britt Baker is injured. Hmm. Uh, looks like it'll be an interesting show, so we'll see there. Uh, but uh, again, uh, what other interesting things? Some good promos. The Acclaimed lost the tag titles to the Guns. And so that's been a somewhat of a feud there with Daddy Ass and the Ass Boys. Because uh, Billy Gunn is still affiliated with the Acclaimed. Uh, also, Jungle Boy Jack Perry and Christian Cage. In a match at Revolution to settle the score over the past year of all the attacks from Christian Cage and uh, Christian Cage had some good promos. Love, love the promos there. Oh man, the acclaimed have had some hilarious moments, and uh, you know they do the raps and whatnot as they make their way to the ring. Been some very good times there. Even uh, referencing uh, WWE stuff here and there. That's been pretty good. Otherwise, yeah, we'll see what happens with with uh, Sunday and where AEW goes here in the future. Hopefully, again, still have hope. A little bit of hope that uh, CM Punk will return and uh it was all a work after all a side note aew is starting a brand new show that will air immediately following rampage i believe uh it's aew all access and one of the initial stories that they will have on the all access is adam cole baby and his story of getting concussed and having serious health issues, uh, not even being able to stand without throwing up and different uh, crazy things in his road to recovery and making his way back to the wrestling ring. All right. Unless uh, you have any other wrestling talk, we need to double down as a wrestling pun reference and a food reference. You talked about food earlier, but man, it's the second time in the show. We got to double down on this too. I, I, I do got one other wrestling. Well, double double thing. down. Let's go. Very very quickly, Kidder. There are rumors rumors flying around. Mm. Kenny Omega's contract is set to expire soon, mm. and there's a lot of talk. He may be coming to WWE. 
So I hate to bust your speculation, but he was in an interview this week and said that there's no way he's going to WWE. I'm, I'm glad you could clear up that rumor, Kidder. As I said, I haven't really yeah. been following anything. It was like a headline I read on Facebook at one point. So yeah, thanks. Thanks for filling me in. I feel more educated. And no problem, man. I mean, I just have to hate him on one show and one platform, not on the other. <laughs> No, I don't like Kenny Omega, and he is not God's greatest gift to wrestling. <laughs> I, I, I'm channeling Jim Cornette, I think. All right, so let's double down on another thing here. Food, and again, KFC. You may remember this from about 10 years ago. The KFC double down. There's no buns with it. There's Two chicken breasts. Those are the buns. And like a piece of cheese and some sauce. That's the sandwich. Do you remember this when it was out before? I kind of remember it. I. It was so good and so gross at the same time. <laughs> I felt like I needed a shower after eating it. I don't really know why. Because it wasn't that greasy. Because <laughs> you can get it at regular, you know, traditional uh, recipe. Or extra crispy so i of course get the extra crispy because it's delicious well it's back baby so stop by your local kfc and double down because it's here for a limited time only uh so you know damn well that i'm going to stop by kfc and get myself a a chicken chicken sandwich you want to join me uh you know as interesting as that sounds uh i mean i'm, I'm gonna be busy this weekend kidder so uh, i mean you know it's not right now because now it's not out and kfc's closed right now dude it's it's past our bedtime come on oh <laughs> <laughs> listen it, it is past our bedtime it uh i'm trying to trying to function I'm also trying to figure out how this stupid model goes together. Hmm. It's like a conjunction junction. What's your function? Just make it happen. Hmm. Speaking of things happening, and you know how much I love whiskey, and this is kind of a tragedy to me. And I say that it's a tragedy because it involves whiskey. Now, you know that... uh, you and I haven't exactly had rewarding experiences with Jack Daniels brands. Well, as we take a trip to Lincoln County, Tennessee, the Jack Daniels building project is uh, on hold because, well, there's a plague of whiskey fungus caused by escaping alcohol vapors. What does that mean? Well, this nearby resident is claiming her property is coated in fungus. That looks like a black crust. Okay. Her lawyer says that it's a growing issue for people in the area. Well, okay. What exactly is it? Well, apparently it's a fungus that consumes ethanol fumes, 
and it grows on surfaces near bakeries and distilleries. So they've called it whiskey fungus. <laughs> this apparently is developing near several Jack Daniels warehouses, including one under construction where this invading fungus is requiring this resident to spend thousands on power washing. Must be some expensive water and expensive uh, power washing. So this individual is also suing the local county zoning office, saying it did not properly approve permits for the Jack Daniels warehouses. There are other locals who are infuriated with the situation and calling for Jack Daniels Tennessee whiskey owned by Louisville-based company Brown Foreman to install air filters to clean up the problem. According to information from one of the attorneys, we have also somewhat talked about this. The Angels Share. Howard, you know what that is, right? It's the evaporation process involved in the distilling. So the Angels Share ends up evaporating out of the casks, right? Goes up into the atmosphere. Well, there's a darker side to the Angels Share, and that, well, is the devil's fungus. goes into the atmosphere it evaporates but then happens to touch surrounding surfaces and then the fungus is among us i don't know it it seems a little bit um out of ordinary uh, out of proportion perhaps According to Jack Daniels Distillery, they're going to comply with regulations and industry standards regarding design, construction, and permitting of their barrel houses in Lincoln County. They've been there since 1866 in Moore County, which is the neighboring county of Lincoln County in Tennessee. So they are a Tennessee whiskey. Now, here's the actual fungus. Badonia compnacensis. It's uh, probably more French than that because it's named after the director of the French Distillers Association that discovered it growing near cognac distilleries in the 1870s. Other complaints and lawsuits have been formulated and have uh, developed from Scotland to Canada and the Caribbean. In fact, federal agents in Tennessee used to look for the fungus as a sign that moonshining was happening or being made nearby. So there's that. Uh, how do you feel about these ginormous claims over the angels share creating the fungus? I... It's interesting, Kerr. I first I'm kind of actually hearing about it, so huh. Mm-hmm. Kind of bizarre. It uh yeah. It 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 really is. 
really is. Who knew that the nectar of the gods could create a sack fungus? Yeah. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. You learned something with the triple B. Yeah. Kidder's so. classroom. No, we don't need another segment. <laughs> <sighs> you know, Kidder. Apartments on strike. <laughs> uh, you know, Kidder, uh, here, here's a fun one. So I, I've been working, as, as people know, I've been sitting here assembling miniatures now for weeks, uh, trying to complete uh, all of my Bones 5 set, getting it prepped and put together and all of that it'd work better if you didn't glue yourself to the pieces or to yourself but go but on that, but that'd be uh, far more disappointing uh kidder here's the interesting uh thing uh, so i'm not the only one in this hobby there's there's a lot of people who are in the whole kind of crafting tabletop hobby uh, and I, I've had to laugh. I've been watching in one of the groups I follow. It's the Tabletop Crafters Guild. There has been like a civil war going on uh, because apparently uh, some people were spamming a lot of pictures of their painted miniatures. And so the mod, the admins of the uh, group said, you know what? No more. uh uh, no more pictures of painted miniatures. You know, it uh, it's not really crafting. It's like painting your basement or your garage. Wow. Yeah, and it set off a firestorm of people being upset and and all of that. And um, so it just just interesting. Uh, they have walked back some of that uh, language and and such so that's uh it's interesting I'll, I'll keep watching and see if there's any more developments but uh yeah i just i had to laugh that uh it's sometimes funny how people who are in the same hobby as me where that i find so much peace and relaxation uh can get so fired up over little itty bits of piece of plastic so yeah but, uh, Kidder, uh, I have something that's more in your wheelhouse. I, you already showed me the wheel. It's got spikes. Yeah, yeah this is, this is uh, jumping from my hobbies to uh, more of yours. <clears throat> okay. these days. Kidder, I, I have discovered a new video game. And it's one that I think you're interested in. And it's one you could play on the Xbox One. Kidder, have you heard of this game? And it is called, and I'll put it up, <clears throat> a graphic for the audience, but for Kidder. Kidder, a uh, couple episodes ago, we talked about Myths of the Autobahn. Did you know that there's a game out there called Autobahn Police Simulator 3? Where you can be a police officer enforcing the laws of the Autobahn. You know, it's funny because I actually did. And I, I looked at the screenshots and went, 
I don't even want to waste the download data that I don't, you know, pay for individually. <laughs> Just <laughs> I, uh, well, <clears throat> on that, uh, failed attempt at trying to get a bigger reaction out of Kidder. Uh, Kidder, <laughs> we've been talking for quite a while, and uh, it's way past our bedtimes. And uh, I have to watch some kids tomorrow, so uh, <clears throat> it's uh, it's probably time that uh, we uh, we wrap this show up and do that in our, the traditional manner of our homeland, the cheap plug. Oh, all right. Well, <clears throat> let's just glaze through them. Let's roll on it like we're not the Autobahn driving way too fast. Go on on our website, beerbluesbs.com, beerbluesbs.com. One beer, multiple blues, lots of bs.com. Easy way to search. Plus, we're online. And you know what? You'll find us by seeing this classy logo on your screen, beer, blues, and bs right there. Uh, While you're looking at the website, couple things to note first of all the merch store lots of designs you know like kidders perfect old-fashioned and approved by me the mark kidder also the i will have a water with hops and grain there it is my mug on a mug with the triple b logo on the back aside from that well we have shirts and sweatshirts and shower curtains with big d on them and many other things you know beerbluesbs.com click on merch also while you're there drop by the buy us a beer section you if you so choose can buy us a beer buy us a round just you know go to there click the info type in your amount that you would like to purchase for us because sharing is caring Type a message in. We'll share it on the screen here. It's as easy as that. And we thank you in advance for buying us a beer at beerbluesbs.com. Also on our website, you can listen to all the audio versions of our podcast. They're all there historically and chronologically organized for you because we care. Also a link to our YouTube page, youtube.com slash beerbluesbs. A link to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash beer blues BS. Even our Instagram search beer blues BS or just go to Instagram.com slash beer blues BS. In fact, on any of the platforms for audio, video, social media, just search beer blues BS. Please subscribe. Please like subscribe. Share with your friends. Sharing is caring and even tag us. We'd love to hear what you have to say about our episodes and uh, the topics we discuss. Share it with us because we can talk about them on a future episode as well. Beerbluesbs.com. While you're on Facebook or Instagram, throw us a like, throw us a follow. We'd appreciate that. Same thing with YouTube. Make sure you subscribe to the video version and you get our updates and our videos and episodes Whenever they come out, typically Fridays, that's when the main episodes are released. But, you know, we do them in their wrestling reviews and other things here and there. And 
whenever we feel like it. They're all available everywhere. BeerBluesBS.com. If you're an audio listener and you want to just listen to this show because you're on the go, you can do that as well on every audio platform that's out there, including newly added the YouTube podcasts. Yeah, we're there too now. So we're everywhere. All over the place. It's almost ridiculous, but we're everywhere. So that's iHeartRadio, Pandora, Stitcher, TuneIn, IMDb, Player FM, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, and Podbean. Search on your app store or perhaps the app itself, like Spotify, Beer, Blues, and BS. And please subscribe for free. So I think we've uh, sold ourselves out for enough. If you buy in, we do appreciate it. And uh, well, it helps us keep this thing going for the future. So aside from uh, all the cheap plugs, I think that's about it for this new episode of Beer, Blues and BS. He's Howard Blues. I'm Mark Kidder. Thanks for joining us. For this and every edition of Beer, Blues, and BS, remember to keep your glass at least half full. There's free beer tomorrow, and we'll catch you down that snow-filled Tuscan Highway. Have a good one, and again, thank you for joining us for this and every episode of Beer, Blues, and BS. You have been listening to a UA production of Beer, Blues, and BS. If you enjoyed the show, help others find out about it by rating the show or leaving a review at your podcast listening service of choice. Thanks for listening, and may your glass never be empty. UA Productions presents A Glimpse Behind the Curtain. I am ready if you are, good sir. Is um is that better? Nope, you are still pixelated. Well, <clears throat> I don't and I don't get it. I don't know why Google's picking on you. Yeah, I don't know either because it's also I even rebooted my router right before I joined just to make sure that <clears throat> you know it wasn't uh, the network causing issues. Although I know it's not the network because my uh my connection my connectivity uh is good where i get 750 megs down and like 70 up in fact if i do a speed test there for a few seconds but actually, now you're you're looking pretty good.
<clears throat> so I'm doing my speed test through Midco's website, and I'm getting about 520 down. But there's jitter, and there shouldn't be any jitter. Maybe you tell your Midco to cut back on the coffee. Yeah, and my upload's around 60 megs at the moment. 45 to 60. <sighs> and uh, that's through the Aberdeen Midco. So if I come up here to regular speed test through North Dakota ITD, I'm getting 550 down. 588, 595, okay, and about 50 up, so that's disappointing that it's being stupid. Yeah, right now, you're looking good. Uh, like, it's like as soon as you started, like, speed testing, it's like it went, oh, sh somebody's checking on us. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> better, better move that up a little bit. Oops.